Campfire. Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. This week, we sat down for a riveting conversation with the host of one of my favorite new podcasts, Haunts. Courtney Hayes is a writer and a paranormal researcher who has visited some amazing haunted locations. This week, we discussed the time that she spent as a guest at the infamous Stanley Hotel. Now, not only is this place the inspiration for one of the best horror novels of all time, Stephen King's The Shining, but it's also the place where the Estes Method was created. We also get to hear about her personal origins and learn what exactly it is that gets someone hooked on the terrifying tales that we all tell. Go and support Courtney in everything she does, but for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this fireside chat with Courtney Hayes. All right, Courtney. Um, first off, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I have like fond feelings for when we first started our podcast, so I'm, I'm really excited to talk to someone who's like early in this because you just launched your podcast this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we were on um, episode nine. Episode 10 will be out Monday. Of this week, I'm not sure when this like episode is coming out, but yeah, um, the first like because it wasn't even ten weeks ago that we started because I released several episodes on the first day, mm-hmm. and it just seems like it's been kind of a whirlwind of like meeting new people and making friends with like-minded individuals, and yeah, I can see why you would be like fond and nostalgic for that time, just because it seems like every day is an adventure when you start out a new podcast, so. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, I'm. I, I've re- I'm really enjoying your show. I just started listening to it this week, and I listened to. I started at the beginning. I listened to oh. the Bassano vase, right? Oh, thank you. That and one is. Um, I'm not going to lie. The first couple of episodes are a little rough around the edges. I didn't know yeah. how to use my microphone. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but we figured it out. We've come a long way. So Yeah. We've come a long way quickly. Um, Thank you. But I listened to the Bassano vase and then I went forward and listened to the Robert the Doll episode. That one is my favorite episode so far. Yeah? Yeah. What, it's what did what did you like about it? Well, I think it's just it goes back to nostalgia. Like I've grown up like being really into the paranormal my dad got me into it um and one of the places we used to go to relatively frequently for vacation was key west um so i've seen robert the doll on i want to say like three or four occasions never taken a picture of him i've always been a little too scared to do that but it was like revisiting something from my childhood going through that research and everything and i feel like it was just a lot of fun to be able to um, kind of put those childhood memories into, like, art, essentially, without yeah. being able to... I mean, it was spooky, and it was a fun story to write, but also it was just kind of, like, revisiting some of my favorite memories with my dad. And it's yeah. done fairly well, so I, I'm really proud of that one. Good. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. 
I, Thank you. Whenever whenever I find a new podcast, the fr- I listen to the earliest episode I can get and then the most recent. And mm-hmm. I think that like gives cuz it's not really fair. I think a lot of people go listen to the first episode and as a podcaster, I will tell everyone listening, we hate that. Right. Because your first episode <laughs> is so rough. The first episode we ever did was The Wolf Girl of Devil's River. Ooh. And it was such a cool story and eventually we have to go back and do it again because yeah. it sucked. It it's was, so awkward. Yeah. The first the first time you like kind of record, like I'm still getting comfortable in front of my microphone. That's why I have it off to the side here because I like sure. to pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. But like when you're first doing it and you have so much like love and passion for the story that you're telling and then it comes out and it's like not the best quality and then you Mm -hmm. come back like several weeks later and you're like oh i i should have waited to tell that story it's so awkward (laughs) but you have to start somewhere yeah absolutely but the point i was making was you're you've in eight episodes you've come a huge way so i'm i'm really excited to see what your show is going to be like when you do like episode 100 well thank you i'm excited to see what it's like when it gets there too hopefully it's a little bit more um full scale i'd say yeah but i feel like in between like episode one and episode eight i'm I'm hoping that it's at least every episode that i've done has advanced in some way and that's all i can really hope for so yeah incremental improvement right right well thank you i really appreciate that feedback yeah absolutely it's I mean, do you have plans to go into like like sound design and and all that? I'd like to. I've right. I I've listened to a few podcasts recently that have more sound effects than obviously just background music. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that that would be really cool to like implement and try to find a way to do in my own show, but I haven't looked into it beyond like being able to find it on Pixabay. Like sure. music and, and sound effects there, but I was thinking about possibly doing like um I think Epidemic Sounds has like sound effects as well. So I haven't really yeah. planned out how to go about it, but I'd like to for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. We did mm-hmm. probably I don't know, I wanna say like forty five or four I think it was like episode fifty three when we first started doing sound design. So like cool. we we took our time to get there for sure. Right. But yeah, it's I think it it really adds to how immersive the storytelling is, right? For you sure. Just, you just have to be really careful when you do it because if there's a line, you know, there's like a point of diminishing returns with it. Right. Or like if you go if you and we've done this a couple times where you accidentally go a little overboard and then it just totally destroys the <laughs> the immersion of the yeah it just feels silly yeah it's supposed to be like a light like just a little sprinkle on top versus the whole thing I feel like at first I'd probably not that I would but in the sense of like maybe I would have a like self-fulfilling prophecy of trying not to do that and Mm -hmm. then in doing that I would end up just using way too much or like not enough at all and it would just be awkward but We'll see. We're still learning. It's an experimental process. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's so cool about podcasting, though, is you can literally do whatever you want. For sure. You can you can do whatever you want. And odds are taking a chance and and trying something new is not going to chase away any listener that that really likes your show. You know what I mean? Exactly. 
Yeah. Exactly. And I think, too, it's it's one of those things where there's so many podcasts out there where you really just have to, like, kind of fall into it and just do what you want to do yeah. and just know that you're passionate about it and eventually other people will follow. Because yeah. the first thing that I wanted to do when I started the show um, was just have a way, an outlet to be able to, number one, write, because I'm a huge writer. I always have been. That's what I went to school for. But I never had an outlet to do it beyond, like, professional technical writing at work, which is so dry. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. so that's that's the biggest thing that I wanted to get out of it was find find an area where I could write and share stories that I was writing. But also with my love for, for ghost stories and the paranormal and just paranormal research in general, that's kind of how things came to be. And I think that... Yeah. Hopefully, my passion shows throughout my like work in the podcast. Um, so yeah, it's it's just one of those things where you really have to like put everything you have into it and and know no matter what that as long as you love what you're doing, people will follow, which yeah. I think is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's sort of like how the music industry is now, where like no one's yeah. going to be the Rolling Stones no. now. You know what I mean? Like there are no more Beatles. Exactly. Like, that was the point I was going to make. Yeah. You just have to do what you love and whatever niche that, you know, falls in love with you, falls in love with you. And right. that, that's all you get. <laughs> and that's all. I mean, that's all you need. I mean, yeah. I think it's important to have a really like loyal group of people behind you. And if that's 20 or 20,000, yep. it doesn't matter the number as long as what you're doing is fulfilling to you in some way. Yeah. Otherwise, just the nine to five grind is gonna like suck your soul out, man. Like, yeah. yeah. That's I was gonna say. That's like the best mindset you could have at the stage you're at because mm-hmm. the like it will kill you if you like <laughs> if you if you sort of and it happens sometimes. You sort of fall out of love with what you're doing. You know what I mean? Right. Like it it happens sometimes. You just get you get tired of it. But the best thing you can do is just make it anyway. Just like, right. keep, just keep going. Because next week you'll probably love it again. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. And I think other things too in life can just burn you out from, from what you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And so when you finally get time to do what you enjoy doing, you're too burnt out to even like, you j- yeah. even do it and you get frustrated. And that's not fair to you at all so so yeah it's it's all about balance but also like you said just push through when you're in a rough place like i mean like i told you earlier it feels like this week everything with the podcast has been going wrong but when like i get up tomorrow i'm gonna record a new episode and it's gonna be awesome and that's all i can that's all i can really ask for at this point excellent yeah i mean like it's same way like um motivational or fitness people in the fitness space will say like the days when you don't want to work out are the days that you need to work out the most. Right. right? Yeah. Or have you ever heard, um, obviously there's a rule of thirds in like painting or photography, but there's also a rule of thirds in like your everyday life when you're, when you're just doing something that's challenging or hard to accomplish where it's like, you're going to have a third of the time where you feel amazing. You're on top of the world. You're doing everything right you're going to have a third of the time that's okay, like, could be better, could be worse, just kind of meh. And then a third of the time, you're going to just absolutely hate it. And if one of those is out of balance, 
you're never going to get to where you're going. You have to experience the highs, the lows, and the middles to be able to really appreciate what you're doing and then to be able to come out on the other side and see like everything that you went through you have to endure all of the bad to get the good so that's kind of how i've been trying to look at things but (laughs) we'll see (laughs) yeah it's a practice right right yeah yeah that's all so how how did you i guess where did your love of the paranormal come from i know you mentioned that your dad was into it and it was kind of right. a thing that you shared so, right yes but it's he has a weird relationship with like spooky things and i think a lot of it comes from like i have just always been interested in it so he was like let me take an interest in my daughter's interest but gotcha. essentially growing up my dad always kind of like veered into that for me. I don't know if it's because I showed an interest at some point and he was like, oh, cool, like she's showing an interest in something that's a little different. Let's like explore that because yeah. he really is a very supportive person. Um, so I think a lot of it came from like him telling me like spooky stories and, and telling me about like haunted places, especially like we grew up or when I grew up, he was always telling me about the Stanley Hotel and and how that was how The Shining came to be because I was always so interested in the story of The Shining, yeah. um, which is a weird thing for like a nine year old to be like really into. But my dad was <laughs> like, yeah, like when you, when you get older, you and I will go and we'll stay at the Stanley Hotel. And then after we stay at the Stanley Hotel, we'll stay at the um, I think it's the Timberline Lodge where they yeah. filmed like the outside of it just yep. to say that we've been to like the filming location and where he wrote the book or got the idea for it. Yeah. So that was kind of where he started like getting me like really into these things. And I think it was more of him just trying to relate to me. Um, but somewhere along the way, I just started like really enjoying like the, the, I guess, craft of telling ghost stories and, and looking into haunted locations. So As I got older, I started going to different, like, haunted locations and investigating for myself. Not as often as I would like to, unfortunately, but, yeah, it just kind of all started with him telling me ghost stories and telling me we'd go to the Stanley Hotel, which we ended up doing, which was really cool, but he hated it, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it, but... Is that the, the interesting relationship that you alluded to? Is he not, like... He doesn't like yeah. the, the actually getting spooked part of it. Yeah, I mean, if you want, I can kind of dive into that ghost story because I did want to tell you that. Just the whole, yeah. like, process of us going there. Yeah. So, like I said, he and I, when I was growing up, that was like a lifelong, like, dream that me and my dad would go stay at the Stanley Hotel. He had never been out to Colorado. I'd gone a few times, but never went inside because I wanted to go with him. And I want to say it was like last September, two Septembers ago, um, my best friend, the one who lives in Colorado, um, yeah. for for the listeners, my best friend from childhood lives down in Colorado. Um, and I go and visit her a lot, but she was getting married, I want to say like 20 minutes away from the Stanley Hotel. Yeah. And my dad, <laughs> being like a second father to her all of our childhood, of course he was invited. And he's like, yeah, oh my God, I'm so excited for, you know, her wedding. 
And so we like RSVP and my husband and I RSVP and we're like visiting. I want to say like Todd and I, my husband and I were visiting for maybe like his birthday or something like that. We were in Georgia for some reason and I casually bring it up to them like, hey, I think we should go and stay at the Stanley Hotel. Um, Dad, you and I have always wanted to go and stay there. Uh, it's the perfect opportunity. We have to go anyways. And my husband's immediately like, oh, um, I was only planning to come up for the day of the wedding. And I was like, no, you weren't. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he ends up bailing the second that I bring it up. But my dad being like, oh, for the last like 20 odd years, I've been telling you we would go and stay here. I guess I have to. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, great, let's go book rooms. So I called the hotel because in order to book one of their like haunted experiences, you have to like call their actual like front desk and book one of the rooms. And they give you they give you like a random room because I'm like, hey, I want to stay in like I forget. I want to say that I wanted to stay in like 401, whatever the cowboy room was. And my dad, he calls and he's like, I will pay you extra to put me in a not haunted room. And I'm like, (laughs) dad. This is, you know, the Stanley. They're all haunted. And yeah. he's like, no, they're not. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you've, the, your entire, like, the entirety of our relationship, you have been wanting to stay here. And he's like, yeah, I really just, like, you wanted to, and I didn't want to tell you no. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you don't have to. And he's like, I don't want you to stay there by yourself. It's okay. But, like, of course, I'm already going to have to stay in this room by myself because my husband's not coming with me. My best friend that lives in Colorado, she's the only one that like probably would and enjoy it. She's going to be on her honeymoon, so she yeah. can't obviously come with me. <laughs> so like I'm going to stay in this hotel whether or not you come with, but I would love to have you. And he's like, okay, I'll just book one of the ones that's like on the second floor that isn't 217. And I'm like, yeah. okay, like fair enough. My room comes with a ghost tour. He's like, absolutely not. I will never go on a ghost tour there. And I'm like, Dad, we've been going on ghost tours like everywhere since I was a kid. Just do this one with me. So our trip comes. We go to my friend's wedding. Everything is beautiful. The entire time he's being kind of weird. And I know he's like really not wanting to go to the Stanley. But he ends up powering through. And the next day we go and like check in. And upon check-in, it's, like, me, my mom, and my dad. And my mom's, like, dude, it's fine. It's going to be, like, a 24-hour, like, we're not even going to be here for a full day, really, because we check in at 4, and then we have to get up and leave at, like, 7 to make our flight. So yeah. it's it's not a huge deal. Just go in. We're going to have some drinks at the bar. You're going to be able to say that you drank at the same bar that Jack Torrance drank at, and then you can leave. <laughs> Because that's the only thing that's going to get him through. He's like, I just, I just, I want like one beer and then I want to go to bed and I want to sleep through the night. And I'm like, I don't know (laughs) if that's going to (laughs) happen. So I go downstairs to get like my ticket for the ghost tour after we check in. Because again, I'm going on this ghost tour like by myself. Yeah. And we get down there and he, the guy who's like getting me my ticket, he's like, are you sure you want to go on this by yourself? And I'm like, yeah, I do this for fun anyways. Like, it'll be fine. And my mom's back there like, no, we'll buy a ticket. And my dad's looking at her like, how? 
could you do this to me? (laughs) But we end up going on the ghost tour. He's like a little like mad at me, but he gets like a ticket and we're like, hey, we'll we'll be back at nine because that's when it starts. Then we go up to our rooms and kind of like unpack. I ended up getting, I want to say room 403, um, which to be honest, I had never heard much of anything about because they always tell you about, I want to say 401, 217, and maybe 402 are the big ones that like people want to stay in. Yeah. Um, so I was like kind of annoyed because I'm like, I paid for the haunted experience and you gave me this room that nobody knows about. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and my dad's like, well, I paid extra to stay in a not haunted room. And I'm like, I get it. Like you're, you are going to be the one who has an experience tonight and I'm going to be just annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fine. So while we're waiting to go to the like ghost tour itself is when we have our like first experience, like genuine like experience Mm -hmm. Um, My dad, like I said, he wanted to just, like, have a drink at the bar where Jack Torrance had a drink, which is kind of, like, weird to say. I promise he doesn't have, like, a problem. But (laughs) (laughs) he was just, like, wanted to be able to, like, joke that he had a drink there. Yeah. So we go down to the bar, and I end up getting, like, I think, like, maybe, like, a gin and tonic or something. And my dad gets, like, just a regular beer. My mom doesn't get anything. We haven't had, like, any any of this drink we literally walk out onto the patio and we're looking up at like the um the top floor i don't know if you know like the layout of like the stanley itself but at you know on the back side where there's like the patio and it kind of like does a u around it Mm -hmm. we're like looking up and trying to figure out which one my room is and i remember i left the doors like the not the doors but the um shades to my window just like open right with the lights on and we're like looking and we're counting the windows and we see one of them with like the lights blinking on and off and yeah. i'm like that's a little weird i wonder if like someone needs help because that's like a universal signal yeah to like come and help someone's in trouble and then i'm thinking about it and i'm like i think that's my room and my dad's like it's not your room and i'm like i'm pretty sure that's my room and he's like I'm going to stay here. You and your mom go upstairs and like go into your room and come to the window because I don't believe you. Like there's no way that like the lights are turning on and off. We haven't been here for half an hour. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So we, um, me and my mom get in the elevator and go upstairs, walk into my room. The lights aren't turning on and off anymore because again, that would be too convenient for me. But my dad, we like see him from out the window and he's like, unwell (laughs) and so i call him and i'm like is it the room and he's like yeah it started like it stopped doing it maybe about five minutes like not five minutes ago but like you know yeah a few minutes before you walked into the room like it must have stopped probably when we were on the elevator but i was like okay that's a little creepy maybe this is like a haunted room and i just don't know anything about it so we go on the ghost tour itself after dinner around nine o'clock and they're asking us like who is staying on the haunted floor, blah, blah, blah. Um, And the people who were staying in room 401, they were like, we are. And they're like talking about, you know, the cowboy or whatever. And I was really jealous. (laughs) But then I was like, well, I'm staying in room 403 or whatever room it was that I was staying in. And um, the ghost tour guide was like, oh. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> like, what about it? And she's like, how do you feel about being touched? And I was like, uh, I don't like that at all. Yeah. And she goes, oh, that's the room that we call like the Tucker. That's where like our Tucker in Ghost stays. Yeah. And I was like, well, what what do you mean by that? And she said that it was like one of the nannies of the children who used to reside on that floor because that's where all of the kids yeah. lived. Apparently, the nanny would like tuck them in at night. And I guess room 403 was their room. So like they notoriously are known to like tuck you into bed at night. Uh, Which is cool, but also at the same time, please don't. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, of all the things that you could do, I'm down with like visually seeing something as mm-hmm. long as it's not like a full body like apparition in my face. But like sure. that I I have heard disembodied voices before. Um, and I've had like, even in this house, like things touch me and, and all of them all of those kinds of experiences, the worst kind that you can have is being touched by something that you can't physically see. Yeah. At least in my opinion, it was like that news was awful. <laughs> I was like, great. <laughs> like I'm, I'm so excited to go up and like sleep in this room tonight. Um, but we, we continue on with our ghost tour and lo and behold, like nothing really happens. We use the, like the dowsing rods and they say like, oh, you might be talking to a ghost, but also I'm like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's so easy with dowsing rods to kind of... Yeah, I just, I feel like she gave them to me to use because I was the only person in the room who knew what they were and like how to use them. And even still, I'm like, girlfriend, I really don't... I don't think that this is actually me talking to like any of the spirits here. But yep. supposedly I talked to um, the spirit that lives in the, like, concert hall. I forget her name, but um, she, if you believe that the dowsing rods work, she told me that she wasn't, like, actually the spirit of, like, a homeless child, but that she was something else, which was kind of creepy. But okay. again, I'm like, maybe my, maybe my, like, hands just, like, did that because it's so easy to manipulate those things and not get accurate results so i'm not entirely convinced there but after it's all said and done my dad once again is like i don't really know if i can go up to my room like i kind of want to just leave and (laughs) me and my mom are like we're in the middle of nowhere colorado you you legitimately have to yeah so we end up going up to the room um He's obviously, he and my mom are on the second floor. My mom sleeps through the night like she is not in the most haunted building in America. (laughs) My dad is up all night, but like nothing happens. Because again, when like he, we woke up the next morning and he like rubbed it in my face. He's like, nothing happened to me because I paid extra for a haunted room. And I'm like, whatever, Gary. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm upstairs in my room and I, I'm terrified because I'm by myself and I don't scare easily, but I'm sitting there. I have the TV on moderately quiet because the, the walls in this hotel are very, very thin. Um, but I still have it on just for some sort of like moral support. 
And I have like the blankets like pulled over my head because I'm like, I swear to God, like I really, if something's going to come and like tuck me in, I don't want to watch it happen. Yeah. And nothing ever came to like touch me. I guess maybe it got the vibe that I was not down with that. But all night I just heard like different things like moving in the room. And I think that maybe it was just like my mind playing tricks on me thinking that maybe something like weird was going to happen. But So so you didn't get tucked in? No, thank God. Thank God. I mean, I think now it would have been a really cool story to be like, yeah, it tucked me in. But I mean, I'm not going to lie to you like that. The, the The craziest thing that happened was like the lights turning on and off. And then it seemed like it was kind of like going through my stuff. Maybe it was like trying to tidy up because the spirit is supposed to be like a nanny. Um, yeah. And at some point, too, it sounded like kids were running in the hall. But again, that also could have been normal children who knows yeah, yeah i was too scared to get up and look <laughs> i'm not gonna <laughs> lie <laughs> yeah, that was like probably the scariest night of my life i didn't sleep like a wink and the next day i had to drive like 10 hours to get back to my house wow so worth it worth it but yeah that's that's essentially my dad's relationship with the paranormal he did it for me and i think yeah. i don't think he's ever gonna like let me live that down he's never that's gonna awesome. let me live it down yeah i Stanley is a weird place. It really is. Like It is probably the strangest place that I've ever been in the sense of like it has so much history and like being in the um like the vortex and the staircase, yeah. you can like feel it. And maybe it's cuz like I've seen that famous picture of um Martha Stanley just full like full body with a really high neck like like dress there's no other way to describe it so maybe it's yeah. just i know that she probably is res- like residually walking around up and down those stairs yeah it's it's spooky for sure but yeah Ugh. connor ran the ghost tours there for years oh no way and okay yeah, like he did the series on youtube spirits of the stanley i don't know if you've think, ever heard of it i think but, i know who that is yeah he He's on the team that made Hellier. You know the documentary series Hellier? No way. Yeah. How cool. What a small world. Yeah. I'm not like fangirling or anything, but. The Stanley is. (laughs) I've heard some wild fucking stories about that place. Yeah. Wild stuff. It's definitely like one of those places that everybody who is in this field needs to stay. Because it'll like. You can go in there big and bad and think you're going to have, like, just an easy night of sleep like I did. And I was terrified the second she said that I was going to get tucked in. And by the grace of God, I didn't. But I did not sleep at all. But also, like, the ties between the Stanley and The Shining. Like, Stephen King is my all-time, like, number one. Own every book he's ever written. Same. Like same, <laughs> and so just the just the connection there would be enough to to want to stay there. You know what I mean? Right. Like, dude, yeah. I wanted to stay in two seventeen so bad. Like, I would have spent my last dollar to stay in yeah. there, but they were just oh, it's first come first serve, and obviously I wasn't the first one there, so I didn't get to pick. But <laughs> they were like, you can have this random room where the ghost is going to touch you at night. Yeah. But. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. 
I've so, always wanted to stay at the Stanley on Halloween when Murder by Death does mm-hmm. their like their annual concert there on Halloween when they do the big Halloween party. Right. That would be killer. That would be Dude, awesome. it would be like the Fourth of July party like, yeah. in The Shining, except Halloween. Yes, exactly. Oh, that'd be so cool. They also do um, like a Thanksgiving dinner there. That same friend, her, she and her dad go on Thanksgivings yeah. to the Stanley Hotel, and I'm like, that is so cool that just the two of you casually just have Thanksgiving lunch in the Stanley's dining room. Like, yeah. <laughs> where's my invite? Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine walking into that dining room without picturing the people dancing. You know yeah. what I mean? The, like the ghosts dancing from the, the film. The actual, yeah. That's, the other thing, yeah. too, that, I mean, the whole, the way that he kind of was inspired to just create the story of this, like, couple who slowly goes mad in this hotel. He and his wife show up there on the last day of the season, and it's just empty. Yeah. I went into that dining room, and it was packed, and it was weird. And yeah. I cannot imagine going in there and being the only two people with, like, yeah. one server. Uh-huh. And, I mean, no wonder. I'm sure that he, like, went there knowing he was going to write a book about it, but... Yeah. It's a masterpiece, I will say. I listen to that book. I say listen. I don't, unfortunately, have time to read as much as I used to. Yeah. But every mean. Halloween, I um, or October, I start on October first and listen to The Shining all the way through until um, the end. And usually, I'm done in like a week and a half. But <laughs> yeah, it's such no, a good book. Yeah, it's definitely worth an annual read for sure. I, I feel like in like future generations of paranormal investigators, there will be another layer of fame for it because it's you know Estes Park across the street. <laughs> from like that's those guys that I was talking about earlier Connor and his friends they created the Estes method there I was going to ask that's him. Like, that's yeah I yes. knew it was created there but I the the I know him specifically from um a YouTube like investigation that he like appeared on and he was saying like this is the Estes method and this is how I came up with it blah 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 and I thought it was really cool because I knew what the Estes method was but I didn't know like how it came to be or anything like that but in my mind that's the only other than like a few like things here or there but that is the most reliable way to get an actual conversation going with someone on the other side Yeah, and so the fact that he was just like in one of the most iconic haunted locations ever. Uh-huh. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm like freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty awesome. It's like, I mean, it's every ghost hunter's favorite method now. Mm-hmm. It just, and it just like occurred to them while they were there. Just like, let's try it like this. Which is cool Has- when the innovations come out like that, where it's just, you know, well, it's, it's a random stroke of thought. It's a random stroke of genius. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I mean, agreed. in the sense of like, like I said, we were down in the concert hall and I was using dowsing rods and I'm like, this is not yeah, at all reliable. I don't trust what's like coming, whether it's my own subconscious thoughts being, you know, put into these rods and I'm moving them without my sure. own like conscious knowledge. 
Yeah. But like if I'm sitting there with a blindfold on and headphones in my ears that are noise canceling, and the only thing I really have access to in terms of my senses is a spirit box and somebody else is asking me questions and we're yeah. getting reliable answers or accurate answers. Yeah. That's like genuine scientific method. Sure. Versus yeah. like turn on this flashlight that's flashing <laughs> by itself anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean the dowsing rods are a weird one too because it's I mean it's essentially a rudimentary version of an electromagnetic like it reads electromagnetic right readings right it's a rudimentary mm-hmm. version of that that's why it was used for generations to find underground water right right because it would react to the electromagnetic pulses around underground like aquifers that's but insane. like so it, honestly anywhere that has underground water they shouldn't work right. you know what i mean like they you have no idea if it's just the electromagnetic field around that underground water or if it's something a ghost yeah if it's something spiritual and the other thing about the stanley too is it has all of those like i guess caverns for lack of better word underneath with with um is it quartz crystals or something yeah yep so correct me if i'm wrong but you need quartz you need like water to create a quartz crystal yep so in my mind (laughs) i don't i don't know i wasn't entirely convinced i'm sure by listening to the show by now you you'd probably know that i lean more skeptic than sure some some do um i I definitely believe in it uh but i try to hold myself accountable to not just attribute things to like something that can easily be explained by like normal occurrences yep and that's just one of those things where i'm like i don't know if i I I just don't trust that I'm doing it correctly. I'm sure in the right hands it works. Yeah. I just don't think my hands are the right ones. I think I think <laughs> most of these things it it depends on the person who's perceiving it, right? I think mm-hmm. it like it has a lot to do with the energy the person's putting out, the like the their intentions in the in the experience. I think has a lot to do with it. I think cuz to me at least I think all the like 14 phenomena i think all of it is <clears throat> i think it's a an interaction between the person and the other whatever the other is mm-hmm. right so i don't know it's you i mean you're probably right in the right hands it probably could be effective right like for as an example my um husband his his side of the family is very very attuned and he he really is um like not shitting you or anything like that he was able to predict our sister-in-law's like child like her birth announcement to the day like he woke up the morning that she told us and he said i had a really weird dream last night that um i don't know if she's going to be comfortable with me saying her name on here so we'll just say you don't have to sister-in-law um he was like i had a dream last night that she was pregnant like full-on pregnant and she'd been acting like completely normal but she she was like hey i really want you guys to come over for dinner tonight she didn't say she had news she didn't Mm -hmm. say it in kind of a pushy way she was just like i'd really like for you guys to come over for dinner we're having the family over so we were like okay and he's like it's just weird that i had a dream about her last night 
and she invited us over within 20 minutes of me waking up. So, of course, at the dinner, she asked us, like, not asked us, but she told us that she was pregnant and they were expecting a baby. Wow. So, like, that's that's kind of, like, where they're at in in the sense of maybe that's a coincidence. I don't know. I've seen him do some weird things. But his, I want to say, great aunt was even more in tuned. And she was able to, like, douse for water with just yeah. a stick, like, using... Oh, nice. And... I mean, she also was... I don't know if you know what um, talking out fire means, but essentially if you get burn, you can, she was able to, like, talk your mind out of having the burn on your hand or wherever oh, yeah. you got burned. Yeah. So I, I would feel like she or maybe even my husband would be able to, like, use dowsing rods accurately with some practice. But, like, I don't know. They're a weird instrument. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it definitely has to do with how how attuned the person is. Yeah. Okay, so honestly, we're coming up on 45 minutes, so I think we should call it at that and you should definitely come back because I know you have more ghost stories. Literally <laughs> anytime. Anytime yeah. you want to have me, I'll be on. I had a blast. That would be awesome. Yes. Okay. So before we go, tell the audience where to find you, where to follow you, and anything right. you have coming up that you want them to check out. For sure. So my podcast is called Haunts. Um, you can find it literally on any podcast directory. I basically just tell narrative style stories that are more skeptical sometimes, um, that are about haunted locations, sometimes like UFOs and cryptozoology every once in a while but for the most part it's about haunted locations so obviously if you're into that check it out um you can find me on social media at hauntscast um, i'm on instagram kind of on twitter and on tiktok so you can find me there uh, and i release episodes every monday so excellent and um links for everything will be in the in the episode description also so if you want to keep up with what Courtney is doing, definitely just go into the description and it'll all be there for you. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. Next time we should also talk about the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Oh, heck yeah. That was a fun episode, too. Yeah. That's one of my favorite cryptid stories ever. So, you know, I'm, I was I really had, psyched to see that you covered it. I had never heard of it and I just came across it and thought it was wild. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. I'd love to talk about that anytime. You gotta love those three-toed footprints. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just... Excellent. The smell. I can't yeah. imagine. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. On that note, thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I had a blast. Anytime. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening... We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it 
It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at ReverbNation.com slash Reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time. I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers. Stay weird. And trust in the unknown.